Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, I agree, no right. I, I agree, no right. You're going to tip the scale. Just remember that. Like that. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Hello everyone, you're very welcome to the Irish Examiner Gaelic Football Show. My name is Paul Rouse and I'm joined by the former Cork footballer Tony Davis and by the sports editor of the Irish Examiner, Tony Lean. So Good morning. we're recording this on Thursday morning, just minutes after the announcement of the All-Star team. Kerry got seven, Galway got five, Derry got two, Dublin got one. Tony Lean outraging Kerry that they didn't get the full 15. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think Fitzmaur. I think Eamon Fitzmaur uh, has written a piece this morning for us, and I think he probably nails it. Um, he's saying it's maybe one of the least controversial all-star selections in recent times, with one or two dishonourable exceptions. Um, the main one, obviously, look, I mean, is is I think uh, the main one is Thomas Sullivan. Um, Dingles Thomas Sullivan, who I certainly would regard to be one of the premier footballers probably all around in the country at the moment. And that doesn't get you an all-star. I get that. Um, the fact that Shane Walsh played as well as he did in the All-Ireland final has probably cost uh, Tom an all-star. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, he. if you remember Tony as well i think it was carlo man he actually did quite well and i'm in the yeah. monster final as well so you know is he unlucky i think he is do i understand it i probably do understand how like liam silk absolutely deserves an all-star like let's actually stay and, and chrissy mckay and and chrissy mckay a hundred percent so he is unlucky um but you can be unlucky tony if you're a forward and you're you're up against the likes of let's say go up there now you have David Clifford and Shane Walsh. Say you're a yeah. corner forward, right? I don't care how good you are. You could be a, a as good and nearly as good as Ronaldo or Messi, and you're up against David and and Shane. Like mm. you're going to be unlucky. Uh, re, uh, who, what's the young lad? Rian O'Neill from Armagh. Yeah, you know that was the other like, one. I I was like, coming. I think the other there's two surprises for me, Paul. Um, three I suppose if you include individuals one is Tom O'Sullivan but I get that one you know I'm not uh, contrary to what you might like to believe Mr Rose we're not incandescent with rage about that one I would imagine there's quite a few eyebrows in Armagh yeah, I, yeah. I think justifiably well yeah, yeah the I fact that, I mean they they probably were involved in the game of the year were incredibly unlucky not to actually pr- uh, progress uh, all the way and Reen O'Neill probably is the primary um 
the primary subject matter of that ire, I would imagine. He, you know, he's an outstanding footballer. I mean, no more than no more than Sean O'Shea kicking the free in the semi-final. He kicked the free to bring the Galway game to extra time. So I would say they're the main two talking points. Um I heard somebody, I saw somebody in last night kind of suggesting that Shane Ryan, Shane Ryan was a bit lucky to get an all-star. I don't think he was. I mean, it's goalkeeping nowadays is, unfor- sorry, fortunately or unfortunately, whatever way you want to look at it, is about far more than just actually shot stopping. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all about restarts, it's all about yeah. possession, it's all about turnovers. Yeah. Uh, and he has a very good defence in front of him. And I'm right in saying, Paul, Adam, you're the stats man, that he only conceded one goal this year. Was it one goal in championship and three yeah, in the entire and season? Yeah, one goal it was as well. Carmen Costello's goal, like what? Yeah, goal? exactly. So uh, I don't, I, 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 I certainly couldn't have any quibble uh, with Shane Ryan. And in the full form, yeah, I mean, you you know, I, I suppose Tony, well, for Ethan Rafferty, you could make a case for. Yeah, you could. I could, yeah, I could. Yeah, I could. But what I would yeah. say about Ethan Rafferty, yes, Marine O'Neill more so. But Tony Davis, where? I mean, do you just have to juggle around the forwards? Where would Marine O'Neill go? Is Damien Comer maybe the subject yeah. there? Should it have been Marine O'Neill instead of Damien? You could, you could suggest that. I suppose overall, looking at it and going back down through the years, there was a kind of a regional or a geographic spread for all stars. All right. Mm. And like you have a whole lot of people in a room that kind of they don't I won't say they look after their own. No, some people are above all that insofar as like the likes of David Clifford and Shane Walsh. Uh, and I would throw in Shawnee Shea. All right. So for me and any team, they'd yeah, walk in the door of, of it. All right. And and. And for the rest of them, it's up in the air as you could make a, any academic, academic argument to bring any of the rest of them into it. But there is no geographical spread in this. I can, I, I would say the guys up north are going apoplectic this morning because um, they they don't have they don't have representation on it. Chrissy McCaig, yeah, you could. Like, Chrissy McCaig and Connor Glass from Derry. Yeah, Derry. What? Yeah. Like again, you couldn't argue. Two outstanding athletes like Chrissy McCaig is the go-to player for Derry. He's marked all the best players, and the Ulster Championship really is the only championship that's worthwhile. And um, the other championships are are mediocre at best. The, even even that, Paul, I would say, you yeah. know, um, Derry, the Ulster Championship is is an, a mini series unto itself i'm sure if we were in america they'd probably have a name for it you know but um it's it's a mini series unto itself that that's worthwhile uh sim- similarly with connor glass they're just terrific but no tyrone you know uh D- donegal there's some, some really good players there some really really i don't know tony I, I give me someone from tyrone or donegal who deserves yeah. an all star no year. look Look, no. I agree with you. It's, it was a poor year for them. But yeah. traditionally, Tony, when you go down to pick All-Stars, it nearly is on a regional basis, all right? Yeah. Uh, and like even down through the years, Connacht were thrown on All-Star every now and again back in our day, and sometimes they didn't deserve it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they I had to get their All-Star, you know? I would, I would think if you look at that forward line, God, yeah, it's brilliant. That would that actually is, and I mean, you can you can argue. I think Kieran Kenny, who I love, who's a great fella and a really good footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, just Kieran yeah. Kenny is 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 the one. Yeah, who is probably ex- much. I, I would pick Reen. I'll say it straight out. I'd pick Reen O'Neill ahead of yeah. Kieran. And I'd probably go with you, actually, Paul. You'd pick Reen O'Neill instead of who? Uh, Kieran Kenny. Would you? Yeah, yeah. would yeah. Well, I would yeah. yeah. On the strength of the year, I saw Kieran play. 
this year in the O'Byrne Cup. I saw him playing the National Football League and I saw him playing the Championship. And he had an outstanding finish to the year in the second half against Kerry. But yeah. apart from that, I did not think it was a it was a great year uh, for him. And I I I would pick Reno O'Neill there. I thought Reno O'Neill's delivery from the very first league game in Dublin against against Dublin Club Park, true to the and he had quiet games, but true to, but true to that last day against um, against Galway where he was he pulled that game into extra time. I thought he was outstanding. Oh, he yeah, yeah, and in a way, in a way, Paul, sorry, sorry, Tony. Um, in a way, I kind of feel disrespectful to 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 Kieran Kilkenny. I agree, uh, I agree. Yeah, uh, discussing uh, and, and in a way, I all these players we're talking about, we're talking about the best of the best. And sometimes, even when I was on the Sunday game all those years, the you kind of feel amateur players and you know they're the best of the best and like we talk about players rights in england and, and people owning them and, and all that kind of stuff and everybody dissecting them but they are so good like Kieran kilkenny oh my god and i heard people talking about fenton during the week fenton to me has been you know the most consistent and brilliant footballer for the last 10 years you know and in in a way without being disrespectful to Kieran kilkenny or any of them they're just the top of the top you know the really best players we have. I yeah, just I, to back I, that, just to back that up. Um, I remember shortly after the All Ireland Paul, I did a chat with Jack O'Connor, um, down in Killarney one afternoon. And if you remember, Jack had actually sought out Kieran Kilkenny after yeah. the semi final, yeah. and it was kind of going, you know, what were you saying to him? What did you want that about? And um, I remember him saying to me at the time, like. He says, I just wanted to shake his hand. He says, I would put him, he says, on a par with Spillane and any of the great, great uh, wing forwards that the GA has ever had. That's how highly he would place him. Now, I know, says you, does that mean he gets an all-star this year? But as Tony says there, you're talking about, you're talking about one of the best of the best and you, you actually almost would feel a little bit, you know, about kind of knocking him out of the all-star team. I know what you're saying. I think if... Yeah. If there's a place for Reno O'Neill to be found, Damien Comer, Kieran Kilkenny. Damien Comer didn't have a good final, no more than Tom Sullivan had a good final, Paul. So, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Could yeah. go to 14 too. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I thought Damien Comer was instrumental in Galway getting there. And the hard, cold truth is he didn't do it on the big day. So, yeah. it's it, that, that's 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 hard. It's hard to say that because he was being he was unreal. For Galway in in the semi final in Connacht, yeah. everything he was unreal yeah. at the key moments in matches, not just when the game was going well. Yeah, you're right. But yeah. he's a force of nature, Paul. He is a force. Can I ask a question, Tony? When so the All Stars were being given out when you were playing, yeah. uh, did it cause you angst when you didn't get one? I suppose it it did sometimes. Um, like everybody says, the the All Ireland is the thing, and it is absolutely. But it's nice as a, on a personal uh, level to get an All-Star. Now, back in our day, if you were sent off in any game during the year, you weren't eligible for an yeah. All-Star. So bloody hell, there were some really good players um, not, um, not um, eligible for All-Stars. Including so, yourself? And, yeah, many years. Because if you think back in those years, Cork were competitive. So... We were playing in club championship here against Castlehaven and against other teams. And they were pretty colourful games, to say the very least, right? And 
um, to get through two, if not three, of those games a year without getting sent off would have been an absolute miracle. You know, uh, you were playing on the edge, you were playing to win, and nothing else mattered other than playing that game. Um, All Stars only mattered around Christmas when it came up. So you never thought of an all-star until the nominations came out and said, Jesus, who didn't get one? Who got one? How in the name of Christ did they get one? Usher, they're from there, they're bound together, whatever, the conversation would start. But it was important then on the night when people got them and you didn't get one or something like that. But you were ineligible because you were sent off. And that's, look, that's it. But it is nice. It's nice to have an all-star up in the... um, up in the, 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 did it ever the became? Did it ever become a matter of division no. within a team? No, that you were in? was it ever spoken about? Not at all, it, it, Paul. I think I think there's a personal thing. Yes, it was smoked about it. If you didn't get one, and other lads got one, you get slagged off. You know, it would be more dressing room banter. You're fucking useless. You have no odds there. You know, bit of a bit of a slagging pod. Yeah, you know, but in a serious way, no. But it's still nice to have it. If you know what I mean, um, I have one All Star. I got an All Star in '89, and it's inside. Uh, when I when I became forty, Caroline, my wife, pulled together all my medals. They were in the sock down in Skibbery under my my parents' bed, and put them in a put them in a in, in a, a cabinet. And and the funny thing about it is, we where I'm from, Paul. There's very little hurling. We played a small bit of hurling. Uh, growing up, and I have one county hurling medal under sixteen, and Caroline's from Cork. She's from Douglas here, right? So she put all my medals out on, on the thing, and in the middle of the whole thing, right in the middle, she has the under sixteen hurling medal. All right, <laughs> and it's a kind of a tongue to me, really, uh, guys, because I'm always giving out about hurling in Cork because obviously Cork football is the um, not even a second cousin of. Uh, an outlaw. <laughs> yeah, well, well let's let's talk you about know, this. let's you know, let's so. talk about this for a second because the Cork Senior Football final yeah. is on this weekend. Yeah. Emo Rangers against Sin Bars of Saint Finbar yeah. have shared the last five between them. Bars yeah. defending champions, and yeah. in comparison to the Cork Harlan final, what is the status of the Senior Football final in Cork? And also ran to a point to those people involved in Cork football or the Cork football diaspora. It's huge. It's something I never miss. No, I never actually miss a Cork hurling final as well, Paul. I would go to the hurling finals. It's probably the only hurling game I'd go to all year is um, yeah. is the Cork hurling final. I would go to that. Um, but the Cork football final to us, uh, that is Cork football people. I'd never miss it either. I would. I. I don't think I've ever missed uh, a, a Cork football final. Um, but on on the wider scale of things here in Cork, it's it, it's quite it's well down the line. It will be important on Sunday, but it's well down the line, really, Paul. Football in Cork is um, always struggles. Um, I'm from West Cork. For I, I I'm here now in Cork City. I'm um, in Douglas, and. Um, where I'm from is about uh, 60, 65 miles away. And it might be, in a way, it's like when I came to Cork City when I was 19 years old, I was coming into a different environment completely. So where I'm from, it's all football. In fact, Tony, I'm not sure how you think about this, but West Cork, Beira, and 
and Duhalo are more like South Kerry uh, in in tradition, in sport, uh, music, than Cork City. If uh, and East Cork, if you understand what I mean, it's like a divide of cultures in a way. Yeah. Like Cork hurling up in Cork City and East Cork is number one, absolutely, and there is no doubt about that. Whereas in West Cork, it's it, it's it's ninety percent Gaelic football. Yeah, I would think the. Um... And this is a debate we could spend about four hours on, but I would think like the kind of the the, the all-encompassing Paul Cork County final uh, would usually, I'm talking football, would be if you could pick it from an audience point of view, and you were uh, the county secretary down in Parky Cueve, and you wanted to fill Parky Cueve, you probably have a city side against a West Cork side. Yeah, yeah, that I would probably be you know. Yeah. Um, the, I have to say though, uh, in in national terms, um, even you know outside Cork. I would certainly think that the likes of the Bars versus Nemo would have yeah. a certain luster to it, Paul. Um, you know, you're talking about teams. Nemo have won more All-Ireland club titles than any other club in the country. Um, the Bars have also, I think the Bars have two, have they two All-Ireland clubs? Have they? I think they have four. Uh, Tony, I'm five, not sure. Four or five. Five. Oh, have they that five, many? Five, okay. So, they, so there I you go. So, so, I mean, yeah. you're talking about two sides yeah. that have maybe a dozen uh, All-Ireland clubs between them. Um, yeah. And ironically, uh, there is a, there is an interest in it in the sense that bars are the favourites. They're looking to do a double, having won the hurling a fortnight ago, but have never beaten Nemo in a county final. And yeah, there's almost an unwritten rule in Cork that when Nemo get to a county final, they win it. I think I saw a stat there in the last day or two in our own paper that of the last 14 county finals, Paul, that Nemo have played, I think they've only lost three. So they tend to get the job done when they get to a final. So um, it is, it, it is um, to use a crude term, it is a sexy final in national terms, no more than Blackrock and the Bars was in the hurling. But I suppose if you were to talk about kind of the perfect Cork football final, you'd have probably had the Bars against Castlehaven. I know that will stick in Tony's craw there. But I mean, I in know, that but sense, you're yeah. 100% right, Tony. Uh, in Cork at the moment, Paul, the three teams that are miles ahead of everybody else would be St. Finn Bars, who we refer to as the Bars here. It's never really called St. Finn Bars. Uh, Nemo and Castlehaven. Everybody else after that is not really as good as those three teams. Consistently over the years and over the last 10 years, uh, the Bars and Nemo have contested seven of the 10 finals between them in so far as yeah. things. So outside of that, you have you have only seven teams in all, actually, that have contested the last 10 finals. You have the likes of Duhalo, who are a divisional side, and division like huge tradition in, in, in Duhalo, huge tradition. And we might talk a little bit about Knock the Green in a second. That's John Fenton Daly's crowd, who are in the intermediate final, or the, 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 the premier senior, senior A. Final, uh, senior A. You have um, Ross Carberry, who, who, who had two of them. Conor Kilty were in one. And UCC, Tony, were the other one, actually, going back. Uh, the start of the thing in 11, you know? Yeah. And that was UCK. That was the Kerry UCC team. Um, so they're traditionally, they, they, they dominate Cork football. Uh, the bars actually are only coming again now, Paul. So you go back to the 80s and the bars were contesting. So you met you meet Donny O'Grady or any of these lads and they're all hurling people, but they all have several uh, all-earning club titles. 
you know, um, they lost their way over about maybe the last 20 years in a way. They then could I say they lost their tradition? No, I wouldn't say that. But they had some lean times and they've refound it. They've worked very hard in the bars. Uh, underage structures were spot on. And around the time of the crash that time, um, I remember the bars more or less restructuring their whole board and everything to make sure that everything was right. Similarly, on the field, they had a good look at themselves. And my kids grew up with the likes of Ian McGuire. They would have played with Ian McGuire and all those lads, Sam Ryan and all those, um, Alan O'Donovan, Connor Horgan, all those lads that are playing in the final uh, tomorrow or Sunday. And I, the Bars won all those championships underage coming up in football. And that has given them huge confidence. So what the Bars now have is a really good squad of winners from underage. And they have another wave of young lads coming along now that would have won in the hurling finals. So they have a, a, another group coming along that are absolute winners. And the problem so, for... Oh, yeah, but, that's fine, Tony. But I'll put it to you that if these guys have a choice in the coming oh, yes. years between football and hurling, they're going to go to the Cork hurling team. Uh, listen, Paul, that's not a choice. And the, for, for me saying that, that's interesting, all right? Because uh, if you look at the likes of, uh, of the Bars team, and, and I just pick up the programme here now, and I know a lot of these kids because, um, like, you have... Uh, say I'll, I'll start with Brian Hayes. So Brian, Brian's about six foot four, uh, genetically gifted. He floats over the ground. Um, really good. I should be central to Cork football for the next ten years. Will he play football? I think he might try and play football actually, because Paddy, his dad, played with Cork. Of course, he's a nephew of the Cunninghams. His mother Val is Jura's sister. So. There, there's, you know, you can see the draw. I'd say he'll try and play both. And you go along, then you have, there's a young guy came on there, uh, wing back. What's his name? The, um, ben O'Connor. Ben O'Connor, yeah. What ben, a player. What a player, right? So Ben is one of these min, man-childs, I call them, right? So every now and again, somebody comes along like Michael Murphy for... for um, for, um, Donegal, for, yeah. for Donegal or Stephen O'Brien in my day I would have heard him as a man child he was a, at 19 he was a bloody monster all right so Ben O'Connor is coming along now and he epitomizes how uh, in Cork there's a choice of what you'd like to play so Ben Ben is a terrific rugby player he 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 actually dominated some of this the senior hurling championship games from wing back He's a freak of a guy. He's a big, strong lad, a great attitude to sport. But he's also on the Munster Academy. Uh, or he's too young to be in the Munster Academy, but he's going to be the next uh, guy into the Munster Academy. I saw him play fullback for Prez against Christians in the Senior Cup. He was absolutely outstanding, dominated that game. And I can see him go along and play rugby. All right. And while we're on to it, all right, you go to West Cork at the moment and what are your choices for the top athletes, right? So where before everyone played Gaelic football, you look at Skibrino, you have Liam and Gavin Coombs, all right, from Skibreen. You have the Witcheries from Bantry. Well, they're from Old Kalekil, just a small bit outside. You have um, John Hodnett from Ross Carberry. You have Jack Crowley from, from Inishannon. You have a couple, you have a young guy from Clon. And you have another wave after them coming along as well. So your choices are just not hurling and football anymore. 
the, ben, the ben o'connor the ben o'connor debate actually is is very very interesting because there is even though none of the participating organizations would admit as much there's already a serious tug of war yeah going is. on for ben o'connor services yeah tony made the point there paul that um ben o'connor isn't eligible yet at uh, at one level but i'm but apparently he's been actually called into the irish rugby international under 19 squad Okay. which is which is very much which is very much putting his arm putting their arms around him i would imagine uh, if i'm pat ryan the cork senior hurling manager or if i'm kevin o'donovan the cork ga ceo there already has been conversations had about a pathway for ben o'connor if he were to choose hurling first so there's a huge tug of war and so football in that realm is a very very distant third unfortunately i mean this is there's a Ben O'Connor thing here going on, Paul, that is not unlike David Clifford when the mention was made of, yeah, of would, he go, would he go to Australia? I know that the Kerry GA spoke to his family, spoke to him, put together a kind of a, a pathway in terms of college, in terms of a future that said, we need you to stay here. And unless the Cork GA are very much outside their minds, are doing the same thing with Ben O'Connor. He's that level of, I mean, he's, I don't even know, Tony, is he 19? I think he's probably still 18. He's doing his leaving. I think he's 18. I don't, yeah, that's correct. He's just gone into sixth year. I think he's, he's 18. So, I mean, it's insane what the guy is doing in a senior hurling final, uh, the last day against Blackrock. I mean, Tony uses the the phrase man child. He, He just basically, you would just, you would have just presumed if you were sitting up in the stand and you knew no better that this was a guy who was 27 or 28 and was after six or seven years of SNC. He's yeah. that level. But there, but there is a there is a there is a dilemma there in uh, in in around strength and conditioning, right? So if he's going to play with Munster, he's going to have to bulk up more and more to protect himself to make sure that he survives that environment, right? That's going to come against him in relation mm-hmm. to playing Gaelic football or stuff like that because you're carrying a lot of muscle it, like it does slow you down a small but you're not as agile as what you are if you don't have that kind of muscle i know strength it's and conditioning has gone to uh gone to 11 now it's frightening but um but look he's a special special talent and of course you have paddy campbell as well that played last week uh, for munster as well paddy played full forward for the cork miners um a couple of years ago he's an emo up there you know he i have no doubt he'd be playing as well and there's uh, there, aren't there aren't quite a number of cork uh, sports people who are now playing soccer in England who would have been like no, Michael's no. actually are are the best soccer academy in um, in in in, in and Michael's GA club in Cork. Michael's GA club because if you look at the some of the players that they 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 provided so you have David Myler, you have Finney Delaney, uh, Finbar Delaney, you have uh, the Kellers Quivine and Fiacre. Uh you'd have of course Zebo has gone to uh, to rugby. Also, you'd have. Uh, Owen O'Connell Bonesy, he plays with Charlton, and that's just straight off without thinking more, you know. Yeah, so you can see, uh, Paul, uh, Ben O'Connor, by the way, will be playing in the football final just to, Great. to reiterate that is, is a super footballer as well. But yeah, I would say if you were to ask him, you'll probably find that football comes a distant third to hurling and rugby. Yeah, and do you know what? Do you know what? All this is fine, but Cork have more GA clubs, yeah, than any other county in the country. Mm-hmm. Cork yeah. doing its job properly should be able to hold that level of sport and engagement. There's yeah. loads of people in Dublin 
who who play gone to rugby, gone to soccer, gave up GEA. Yeah. And I think Kerry gone to Australia. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. So so the, I I have a question actually to Tony Lean. Cork clubs seem to do much better in the All Ireland Club Championship. What's that about? Dan who Kerry. Um I I I think there are probably a couple of clubs in Cork um where football is still taken uh at the level that it should be taken. Um Kerry realistically at this moment, Paul, and really the question that you're asking is at a moment in time to some yeah. degree because yeah, there's yeah. no there's no standout club team in Kerry at the moment. In fact, there probably hasn't been since Dr. Croaks, um, yeah. which I think yeah. are the last side from Kerry to win in All-Ireland, I think, in one of the last year. Yeah, 2016, yeah. Yeah, yeah 2016. 2016 beat, so, if you remember, they beat Slot Lille in the final, Tony. Yeah, That's right. yeah. so uh, yeah. like I, I would think there are a couple of outstanding, like yeah. Nemo and the Bars are really the clubs you're talking about. But the point that you made, Paul, is absolutely on the money it's something yeah. that i have been preaching from the rooftops and so does the other man on this podcast for a lot of time in cork now it's a lot more palatable coming from him because he's from cork and he's an all-ireland medal and i'm a blow in and they don't really want to listen and they're kind of saying shut up lean you don't know but the bottom line is if cork wants to be the power that it should be in football then it needs to change its mindset its culture its attitude to the game. I mean, that is the bottom line. And I mean, I am right bang in the middle of it in Douglas GA club. I coach in the club at football. I see it firsthand. I know the, what it's like. People will say to you about dual clubs. There are very few dual clubs in Cork that take football as seriously as they take hurling. I think that's yeah, probably the most polite way I could say it, Tony. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Look, it it it's it's tolerated in a lot of clubs, yeah. and 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 that's probably and that's even being nice, if I was being honest, in a way, um, you know. But but the standard of uh, of the teams, you're right, Tony. You you have it on your standard at the time. What team do they have now? All right, but. But on the uh, like, I suppose at the start of the year when we were playing, um, you judge yourself nationally. So could you win in All Ireland? All right, and that's how you you judge yourself. So can a Cork team or a Kerry team, uh, as you were talking about, win in All Ireland? And the evidence over the last twenty years is no. All right. So for over the last twenty years, so in twenty sixteen, Crokes won. And all Ireland in Slockley, and you have to go back to 2002 where Nemo beat Cross Malina was the last one before, and that's 20 years of club champion. No, you had the super teams, you had the the crosses, and you had the um, the Kilmacud, the soup, the Dublin super clubs, uh, as I call them. You have the, like the Kilmacuds, uh, you had the few the Ballybodens, of course, Corrifin were a super side, absolutely brilliant footballers, but we're not at the national standard really. And even on a monster standard, if you look through it, like the Bars, Nemo, Crokes, Nemo, Crokes, Clanmel uh, won the last few. So it's even in the monster championship, 
the Cork and Kerry clubs aren't winning in the ball. Either. But here, you know? here, so let me tell you, here's the conundrum. And this is the, this Paul is the thing that, you know, this is the debate really. You are now talking, by the way, at senior level. I would argue that at 18 years of age, the, there are players in Cork that are every bit as good as anywhere in the country. Yeah, but I the agree. development doesn't. I mean, doesn't. I'm yeah. I'm involved with a with a minor team in Cork yeah. this year, and, I, and a very good minor team actually. I'd, so. Yeah, I'd happily yeah. put them out against any set of eighteen-year-olds yeah. in the country. Yeah. But whatever happens, you know, in terms of the preparation, as I said, putting in the necessary work, the necessary coaching, whatever happens, and as Tony rightly articulated there. All the other conversations, be they about hurling, rugby, all the other sports, whatever happens from 18 to 22, the fall off both in numbers and the fall off in standard of football in individuals in Cork is so marked that by the time they get to that age, they're no longer in the conversation yeah. at all early level. Can I ask you a question, Tony Davis? We're going to talk about the Kerry final for a second. Have you ever, you've been, you never miss a Cork final. Have you ever gone to a Kerry senior football final? No, 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 no. I was what? tempted at one stage. No, I never. I wouldn't have. Much what, why is that, Tony? I suppose I wouldn't have that much interest in it. Um, I would have gone to see Morris Fitzgerald play. All right, um, just because I wanted to see Morris Fitzgerald play because he was just magnificent, and as an individual and as uh, as somebody, uh, even for artistic. Imp- you'd give him 10 out of 10 he even looked good on a bad winter's day down in, in Tralee you know <laughs> um uh he was just magnificent right um would I go no I'd like to see David Clifford play you know again one of these uh freaks and one of my favorite Kerry players is Sean Shawnee Shea at the moment I think Shawnee Shea is just oh my god would I uh, I, I spoke to the lads involved in UCC uh, when Shawnee played with UCC and they just even when he came first uh, they were saying Jesus come up and watch this guy you know um, he just was oh my god I used to go up to the Mardike to watch them play and um, he was he's a special special player he's a bit unlucky that David Clifford actually is um, is the David Clifford and he's He's a he's just not a player of his generation. He's a player of 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 more than that. He's a really top top. Player. Yeah, he's so he's, and Shea. But I wouldn't go down. I wouldn't go down to a, a Kerry final other than if I if it was a fine song. Like I, I I was tempted a few times, Paul. But I looked out the window and it was dashing rain, and I said, "Beck it, I wouldn't be back." You know. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that, Tony Lean? Is that a bit of a uh, sure. I'm 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 actually rooted. To the chair here. I, I I thought he was going to say he's been at about fifteen Cork or Kerry finals, but uh, we sure there. I suppose therein lies the the problem, Paul. In terms of you know, uh, they wouldn't like say obviously. Unfortunately, this Sunday they're both clashing anyway. So even if Tony wanted to go to it, he's you know it's going to be in Parky Queen. But a lot of people <laughs> nationally will see the Kerry final because it's live on TG Car. Yeah, I want to ask you about this, Tony, and I, 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 I absolutely don't want to insult anybody involved in in this game, but club finals are obviously about uh, are rooted around ideas of identity mm-hmm. and where you're from and representing where you're from. Is East Kerry an identity? Is Mid Kerry an identity? The the divisions in Kerry are absolutely an identity. Um, no, some more than others, I will say. Um, 
So I would be a big backer of the divisions for the good reason. And you know what's coming, Paul, next, because you and I have had this argument many times, that basically the system allows the guy from the smallest junior B club to play with his division and play senior county championship football. Mm. So in that sense, I would back it. Having said that, there's a very, very real debate going on at the moment about the mix, the 16-team mix between the eight clubs and the eight divisions. There are eight divisions at the moment, some of which you'd have to raise a question mark over in terms of, you use the word identity. You also had a situation, and I don't feel any great sympathy, don't get me wrong, people kind of think we're getting out the violin for poor Austin Stacks. They're in the road from me and Kerry, their arrival club, but they were relegated from senior last Sunday, having won the county championship a year ago. They haven't fallen that far from grace, by the way. No, the cutthroat no, no. nature of the club championship, where there's only eight teams and there's one relegated, is very stark in Kerry. So but to be brutal about it, Tony, they didn't win enough matches. No, no. They put, well, the other, well, the other part about it is Cairns O'Reilly's lost all their county championship matches, but they're in a club final now and they're representing Kerry and Munster. So, yeah, you know, there's, there's a double standard. Brutal. There's it's a double standard. brutal, Tony. And I suppose where that comes into then, so they are now intermediate. So they're going to go out and win the intermediate championship and, rec- and, and represent Kerry in the intermediate All-Earned and walk it. Yeah. So while you have your top eight, which is Champions League stuff, it's just brutal, all right? And then you have the, the level below it. And yet, Kerry Junior teams, whatever team represents Kerry in the Junior Club <coughs> Championship, in real terms, is a senior team in most yeah, other put it this way, but the, 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 yeah. my own club, just to give you a kind of an explanation, because you can't get promoted through the grades without winning a championship. So Bally McElligot are actually a Division One team, senior, playing Dingle, Crokes, Cairns O'Reilly's, Stacks, all these people. And we are actually Premier Junior in Championship. Right. So yeah. we're in the third tier in Championship. And by the way, so is David Clifford's club. They're in the other yeah. semi-final on this. Sorry, Paul, I wanted to go back and just answer your question about East Kerry. The, the problem, if you use that word with East Kerry, is that they are at, you know, we talked about cyclical things there a few minutes ago. They're at a stage now where a, a rake of their constituent clubs are at the intermediate grade and are very good intermediate teams. So while Spa went senior last year and they lost them, Legion were relegated to intermediate and they got them back. So suddenly they got James O'Donoghue, Jonathan Lyon, Keen Gamble, all these Kerry players coming in. And there is a kind of a, a bit of a thing going on in Kerry that they're a bit of a super team because obviously you throw in Fossa and then that brings in Pawdy and David Clifford. But they've still got to win games. And I was berated a couple of weeks ago um, at Austin Stack Park by the East Kerry senior manager, rightly so. There was a stupid, stupid headline in the examiner, which I, you know, it was kind of like, well, sorry, boss, I was off that night. Saw it the following morning. Which was basically we did a we did an opinion piece. Uh, somebody, one of the lads, John O'Dowd, did an opinion piece, and he asked in the piece, you know, so does Jerry O'Sullivan, the scary manager, have the easiest job in football or not? Of course, the headline that went up in it was basically Jerry O'Sullivan has the easiest job in football, <laughs> which was nonsense. It was a stupid, stupid headline, and of course, he's taken every opportunity. He has, because I've actually covered the last two Kerry games and I had to interview him afterwards. And he's berated me on both occasions 
for saying what a stupid headline it was and how it made his life so difficult. And he's right. There's no such thing like as that. You still got to go out and win your games. And I would say, actually, East Kerry were lucky to actually beat Dingle. It was actually, they were very lucky to beat Dingle in the semi final. Dingle played extremely well. East Kerry had a guy sent off with 15 minutes to go. I thought Dingle would do it. But in fairness to East Kerry, somehow they managed to eke out 1 9 to 1 8 on a dreadful day for football. And so they've earned their right to be in the final. But your question is extremely valid, Paul. I mean, Cairns O'Reilly's won the club championship last weekend. Does it mean more to them in their clubhouse afterwards than it would to East Kerry next Sunday? I would argue probably yes. That does. It does. It, yeah. it does. But only you've got to accept. Do you not see the other side, like the Bearer division? You Look, know, I played. Bear, I played I, when I started playing football with Skibreen. Uh, we were junior one, all right. And so I played with Carberry Division before yeah. I played. Um, play before Skibreen went went up senior, all right. Which was a long and rocky road as well. But uh, yeah, it's nice to play against top players, and it gives you an opportunity to play against top players. But the top players are on the county thing anyway, if you understand what I mean. So you're in with the county team, and you're training five, six, seven days a week anyway. You know. Um, I think there is more identity with um, with club teams, uh, as Paul has has suggested, um, and it's very hard. Like club uh, divisional teams are very difficult to organise. I know here in Cork they are anyway, because there's so much competition in their own division as well. Just even to get together for training is difficult. But Tony, just go back to another point. Isn't that the ideal scenario for Jack O'Connor to have? A Champions League style brutal championship where every day they have to go out and win the game. So you have your top players active, yes. even when they're not in with Kerry at a really, really high cutthroat level. Yeah. And you can see who's going to be up to it or not. So Jack is pretty brutal, as we all know. Jack would Jack would do anything to win an all Ireland, right? And no, and there no, you have to Jack. I've, I've never had a problem with Jack. Jack Jack, Jack has been Jack is. Jack was was a great guest on 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 this. I, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I'm, that's a negative, Paul. I'm not yeah. saying that's a negative. Like we're talking here about winning all Ireland's. Nothing mm. else matters, Paul. It's a great play. His record, his Jack's record, is phenomenal. Really, it's phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. But he, yeah. like, he's by the way, he's recovering from. Would you believe? Talk about like what an incredible. I mean, I was going to use the word stubborn, cranky. We use all those words when I'm slagging him, like. He's not alone just gone and got one hip replaced in the last couple of weeks. He got both hips replaced at the same time. Yeah. You and he's at club matches still. And I was yeah. just about to say, and he, you can be guaranteed, he was at the county semifinals. Was. And he, will, he, was. he will be in Austin Stack Park on Sunday because there's a lad, you know, there's always kind of one guy emerges from the county championship in Kerry. And there's a lad called Rory Murphy from Listroy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who there's a lot of talk about. There's a lot of talk about. Um, he's a serious player, playing wing forward, very rangy, could play midfield, could play centre forward. Um, and I would not be surprised at all if when the First National League side, or certainly the First National League panel, that Jack picks for 2023, you'll be looking at the name R. Murphy from Listroy. So Jack will be there because if Rory Murphy is going to make it with Kerry next year, then Rory Murphy needs to make it with East Kerry against Mid Kerry next Sunday. And Jack will be there. I don't know, he's probably thrown off the crutches at this stage. Anyway, already they're gone, but he'll be there no matter how he has to be there. 
Um, Listen, Tony, when, when people right. heard that Jack was coming back to the Curry management last year, they, they were saying, bloody hell, here we go again. Because Jack is a winner. Jack is a winner. Like, I, I go back to the start of last year when uh, the Sigerson Cup was on and Trilly played a game and you had Jack Savage and I think Jung Brosnan was it. Yeah, I, I, they played UCD down in, in Trilly. I was down with yeah, UCD. Yeah, so... Okay. So, like, like Paul, those lads went and played another game that day, all right? And like, they did more than that, Tony. They drove a couple of hundred kilometers. That's it, right? Across, but look, across Kerry and Tipperary. Somebody asked me about that at the time. I remember at the time coming up, and I said, Jesus, sure, what do you expect? Jack is the manager, right? Jack will leave it up to them, and he'll say, that's their choice. If they want to play with Kerry, show a bit of desire and, uh, and do it. And look, Jack is ruthless. Jack, all Jack wants to do is win. And win the All Ireland, and that's it. Munster Championships in football are once they're worthless now, but they they don't carry the same weight as as what what it is. It's all about winning an All Ireland, you know. Mm-hmm. And Jack is the perfect foil for that. He's a magnificent manager, and he's a winner. And he's also, by the way, got a son playing with Mid Kerry on Sunday. Don't forget that. Has he? Has he? Yeah. Actually, Aina. In a, um, when he Jack was in there, did he? Yeah, when Jack was in there. Aina's a very fine footballer. Yeah, yeah. Aina played with Moorfield. Um, yeah, I saw now, him play, yeah. Yeah, they've now yeah. transferred back. And Aina is one of the primary score getters for mid carries. Good footballer now in his own right. Very good yeah, footballer. Good footballer. Yeah. So, so I Jack saw the name Aina O'Connor, Tony, and, and I was thinking to us, was it the Aina below from the Gaeltop? Yeah, no, no, that no, it's, that's Jack's yeah. son. That's Jack's that's son. That's good, so the, yeah, yeah. So he has more than a football interest in Sunday, Paul. Yeah, I saw him play a minor with Kerry. He's a free taker. That's right. Isn't he? Yeah. I want to ask about the other county finals that are on uh, this weekend. So there's county finals in Clare and Fermanagh. And, and Galway and, and Mayo as well, amongst others. So let's look at the Mayo final. Ballina Stevenites are playing Westport. Westport, loads of hurling, no football. Ballina Stevenites have 36 county titles. Won their first one in 1889. And granted, they've had 15 years without a title, last one in 2007. So that's Ballina Stevenites um, against, against, so a team, the most successful against a team without that winning tradition. In Clare, Aero Guinness are two behind Kilrush, who haven't won a championship for a long time. Aero Guinness on 19, Kilrush, and they're going for the championship. And they're playing Belik. And Belik haven't been in the final for 40 years, have only won two championships, one with one team, 79 and 81. So they're coming up against it. How, and in Fermanagh, um, so, sorry, sorry, I meant Ennis Diamond are playing against um, in the Steinman, yeah. sorry, are playing against Aero Guinness. Guinness. In Fermanagh, yeah. you have Enniskill and Gales out against Balik, who have only two, 79 and 81. Ennis Steinman have no medal. Sorry, I should have said that in clear. So you've got teams trying to make the breakthrough against teams that are enduringly, repeatedly successful. How, how, what, what are you saying to those teams trying to make the breakthrough? And by the way, just before you even go in, you had the similar situation with Cross, uh, with Cross McGlynn, um, who won um, and already established. I mean, it's a, it's a very interesting 
consideration, Paul, um, because... Like, does it matter? Does it matter? Uh, sure, of course it matters. I mean, why, you know, why does it matter? What, because, why does... because there's an old phrase about hanging the jersey on the gate, and it's basically, that it, what that essentially means is that, you know, tradition is worth four or five points to you, and people say, ah, that's not true, but people who say they, that's not true, they're not the ones in the opposition dressing room, the new kids on the block that are trying to knock the established kings off their perch. So like there's there is always that consideration. You know, you know, you often you often hear people talk about the first 10 minutes of a game is a game within itself. Well, I would actually say that element of a game is actually part of the game within itself as well. So if you are like I mean not bringing it back again to our previous discussion but if you are facing a Nemo or you are facing a Bars or you are facing a yeah. Corrafin or this weekend you are facing a Balana or if you're in Clare and you're in Estoyman and you're West Clare and you're facing the big boys from Ennis, there is always, you can scream and roar and bang doors in dressing rooms, Paul, about like, you know, we're this and we're as good as these guys and we're like, talk is cheap. You've actually got to go out and the one thing I've learned with, you know, over the years and, I mean, Tony would know this a million times better than me, but it's only when you start getting, you know, past your playing years and you look back and you actually say, I used to hear people talking about experience and I, I used to just kind of pass it off as one of those glib catch-alls, you know, oh, well, you know, they've had the experience of being there before. That actually is such a massive consideration in big on big game days that you're used to actually playing in these games. So what I would say, Paul, is whether you're Ennis Diamond, um, you know, Westport. Uh, yeah, Westport, I'm trying to think of um, the Fermanagh Balik, um, whether you're it, any of the underdog is, yeah. teams, yeah. I certainly think that on the day, you need to be at least 10% better. Yeah. Than so, the so I'm going to disagree with you, Tony, and I'm going to take the West, I'm going to take the Mayo final as an example. Yeah, I so. think it is irrelevant to the Mayo final, that Ballina Stevenites won the Mayo Senior Football Championship in 1889 or 1927 oh, or 1947. I'd be thinking they haven't won since 2007. I'm in the yeah. West Pole dressing room. Yeah, the, I will be saying... You're Lee West Keegan. Pole you're Lee Keegan inside you're the Lee dressing Keegan. room. You're Lee Keegan. You're yeah. saying the pressure on these five, Ballina five Stevenites. Five-time All-Star Player of the Year 2016. Yeah. You just don't care. Yeah, you no, don't no. care. Yeah, yeah, but that's not the same, Paul. That's not the no. same situation. You're not no. facing uh, a Nemo Rangers in yeah, that situation. Yeah. You know, you're not yeah. you're not facing a team that are perennially there and are perennially yeah. doing it. And so that that is much more a 50-50 situation. I'm yeah. not talking about a team that won five counties like John Mitchell's in Kerry won five counties or four counties in a row back in the sixties. No one would mind playing us or John Mitchell's in a county final now because of what they did in the 60s. I'm talking about across McGlenn. I'm talking about a Nemo. No, hold on. Ballina about... Stevenites have 36 county championships. They're the most successful club um, in Mayo. When, they win when it is... every decade. Yeah, but when is the most recent one of those? 2007. So they've slipped yeah. for... That's, slipped that's, for the, end, that's the end of the conversation. That's the end of the conversation. Okay. So, so that's 15 years so, ago. So basically, their tradition. So the, on Sunday, Ballina Stevenites tradition doesn't matter. I know in that context, it doesn't matter. But that one was since 2007. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Can can well, I can I bring happen. up another point? And I think there's a bigger picture here. And similarly with with 
with the county uh, having an identity and culture. Culture to me is huge, all right? And if you have proper culture within a club, you will be consistent. You might have times where you don't win everything, but you're going to be consistent. I, I, consistently, I, I make this point quite a lot. If you have shared goals and values in a club and it goes right through the club, your honesty, your accountability, your resilience, and you have the whole management of the club understanding this, everybody that goes to the club or your, your, your county, like Kerry, football county completely, uh, that the manager has it and your captain has it, and it flows through all the different teams that are associated with um, with that culture, then you're going to be consistent and you're going to be always there or thereabouts. I think culture doesn't guarantee you success, but it guarantees you being consistent and all along. And competitive. And I think that's a huge point to all these teams we're talking about, the, the Bars, Nemo, Kerry yeah. and the football. Kerry know who they are. They know their identity. They, when you watch a, team, a Kerry team playing, you know you're going to get kick passing. You know you're going to get uh, corner forwards that will slip a goal, right? You know you know you're going to have all that. And that culture is is so so important for any team that wants to be successful. And therein lies the problem for any dual club. I think your identity. What is your identity? Where do you fit into that identity? It's very difficult. Let me ask. Can I ask you one, Paul? Sure. I'm talking about Mayo. I don't know if we chat about it earlier. Um, the final management piece of the jigsaw actually in the country was nominated last night in Roscommon. They, um, they named their new manager. Um, in terms of the Mayo setup, um, yeah. Kevin McStay, Stephen Roxford, Liam McHale, Donny Buckley. How do you think that's going to work? I mean, how is that going to play out in real terms? Is there, because I think there's a lot of intrigue looking at that management team and seeing how many chiefs there are, how many Indians, and how is it going to be divvied up and how is it going to work? Do you think it can work? Um, I, I, well, first of all, I'll be straight out and say that it's not the management team I would have chosen. I am um, other, obviously, to some extent, blinded by a friendship with Oshin. And I would have, picked, I would have picked Ray Dempsey, and and Oshin McConville. Um, in the context of the team that's in there, I, I think it was exceptionally difficult for Mayo County Board not to give the job to that group of people who went, who went for it. Is there time now? I, I would really question the variety of roles and the need for that many people of that stature and age group. And I accepted that Stephen Rochford's a little bit younger, but that's that age group. And I would like to know, before I would say whether it's going to be successful or not, who is involved in the setup, who is either still playing at club level or who has recently played at inter-county level? Because I think that really matters. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think there's a generational thing. There's a brilliant... Um, there's, I read a couple of books recently about Johan Cruyff. Uh, read his autobiography. Read a book by uh, a Dutch journalist called Andre Koch. And read um, a brilliant book by Simon Cooper, who's a journalist with the Financial Times. Yeah. He wrote a brilliant book called Barca, which is the history of Barcelona. And he has this line about Johan Cruyff being a brilliant player 
and then a brilliant manager with Barcelona. And then once he hit 50, he, it, his management career was essentially done. He wasn't able to reinvent himself. And he had this, he has this section in the book Simon Cooper has where about people, people who have, once they turn 50, they lose the inability to think hard and to really... They lose the ability or the inability? The they ability. lose the ability. They okay. lose the ability to think hard. Right. And that what they do is they begin to see, imagine that things that they're seeing now they've seen before or they, they, they don't deal with the actual evidence of what is happening. And I think there's a real danger in a management team if you don't have a mix of generations of, of that happening. Now, Kevin McStay is a very smart man. Oh, listen, um, Paul, you're Steve so Marshall right. He's a very hard, yeah. smart man. And I'm you're sure right. okay. that they will find a way. I'm sure they will find a way to, 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 to do that. But I, I would worry about the, the generational mix of that management team. But, Paul, you go back to Kevin. I know Kevin quite well, actually. Uh, Kevin is a bit like Jim Gavin, and his background is in the army, all right? And you will find that there, there will be a structure there, absolutely guaranteed. He is very methodical. Kevin is very um, structured himself. Uh, if you saw Kevin preparing for a game around research and stuff like that, it's hugely methodical. Uh, his background is an engineer, kind of maths and science. That's his background. Uh, he has really good people with him, and I can see, I, I can see them him as a group being being successful. I take your point about the generational thing, but in the end of the day, it's on the field they're going to win it. And anytime Mayo have got to the top, uh, playing finals and stuff like that, they just weren't good enough. No, it didn't have the forwards. Didn't it have didn't the have forwards. the forwards. It didn't have it. And Tony's point about the uh, about the managerial team. Yeah, I think they're really talented people. There is a lot of bulls in there insofar as alpha males. And but I would say Kevin would be able to 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 organize that in a productive way. Whether they're good enough or not, I don't know. The O'Connors, I hope, will be back fit this year, and they're yeah, crucial to it. They're crucial. And if they're fit, well, you're going to be, they're going to be there, thereabouts. See, Mayo Club football, I, I've gone down to Mayo Club football quite a bit. I, I love Mayo Club football. It's brilliant football to watch. Yeah. It's open and it's fast. There are, and there are loads of really, really good footballers in Mayo. But, and Killian O'Connor ex, was an excellent inside forward. Andy Moore had loved, but what, what they did not have were two more really, extremely brilliant yeah. forwards to come off Absolutely. the bench to Absolutely. win the All-Ireland against the yeah. greatest team of all time. So That's they were an amazing yeah. team, one of the greatest teams ever to play Gaelic football, even though they didn't win an All-Ireland. And I know that annoys people when that's said. No, but you're but right. They, they went toe-to-toe yeah. -to -toe with a brilliant yeah. team. I don't yeah. think any less of Lee Keegan because he doesn't have an All-Ireland medal. Not to be fair. I don't think no, any no. less of Colin Boyle because he no. doesn't have an All-Ireland medal. And, and the truth of it is they were overwhelmed by a panel of 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 players and it's really interesting dublin training last year complained to dublin training say five years ago five years ago dublin could play a versus b matches in training and it was outstanding quality last year dublin didn't play very many a versus b matches they had to mix the panels when they were playing and that's a really interesting distinction and dublin cannot empty the bench dublin could not be Kerry this year because they did not have well, they, they weakened their team to start, so they did have a bench to come in. But they did not have 15 good starters with eight to come in. 
And Mayo, Mayo have got that problem. They don't have the inside forwards and they don't think they've got the bench. Yeah, well, you look at Dublin, Dave. Paul Mannion, I think, is coming back, is he? And uh, Jack McCaffrey. Jack, Paul and Jack coming back. Tony, can I ask you, do you think that Mayo management will be a success? I think it will. And I think that Kevin will be able to organise that. They're quality people. They have quality leaders on the field as well. And it's about getting them fit, their top 15 fit to championship. And if they can get them fit to championship, they'll be hugely competitive with the squad they have. Yeah, what about you, Tony Lee? I'm going to ask something completely original and say, where are the forwards? Where? Why do we keep? Why do we keep um, yeah. talking about new management, new this, new that? I had this conversation with Colin Sheridan only you last week. You asked me. That's why we're talking. No, about no, 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 no. I'm talking about. The, I'm talking about the question about the forwards. Oh, I'm yeah. saying I had this conversation with Colin Sheridan last week here. Donny was done for the day, and we were chatting about this whole episode. We're talking about Mayo. We're talking about mentality. And I was saying that, um, why, does, why do we keep dancing around the fundamental issue here? You know, yeah. you're talking about we were missing a couple of forwards this year. We were talking about if Killian did it, if Killian did that. The bottom line is the forwards are not there. I asked Colin Sheridan, are the forwards coming through? Like, for instance, I'll give you a for instance, because it was the one county final I'd say, Paul, we didn't mention so far. And this is a very much a 50-50 final. The Tyrone final is all is also on the oh, weekend. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. and playing Kieran, yeah, yeah. One of Dara. the best footballers I saw this year. I was above in Port Leash today, Kerry yeah, and Tyrone playing the All Ireland under twenty semi-final. And Dara Canavan. What a prospect this what Sorry, Rory Rory, Rory, Rory. Rory, the younger guy. Sorry, yeah, I yeah. yeah. Rory Canavan, yeah. my apologies, yeah, yeah, Rory. Yeah. No, Dara, hold on. Dara's a brilliant footballer. Too. Oh, no, no. But I'm saying the day, sorry, I'm talking about the day in Port Leash. Rory. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Was an outstanding, like basically beat Kerry. Like, I mean, was the primary reason that Declan O'Sullivan's Kerry didn't get to an All Ireland final. So, like, him, he's he's been shooting the lights out. They beat Dramore by a point in the semi final. Three Canavans, actually, Tommy, Dara, and Rory were all very, very prominent. My point is. There are forwards that you can almost absolutely hang your hat on for two yeah. couple of years' time, and you're saying they're coming through. They're going to be in Kerry. There's, by the way, even going right the way back to where we started, there are serious forwards in Cork. There are serious forwards available in Cork. There's a guy, Tony, I know you're laughing at me, young Corbett from Clyde Rovers. Yeah, hopefully he'll come through his injury, and he'll, I saw him yeah, play this he's year. So he's coming through point, nicely. Oh, man, he's a good player. My yeah, my point yeah. is that if you're going to hang your hat on anything for all Ireland success in the future, you have to have scoring forwards. Listen, Pep Guardiola went off and bought Haaland, right? And like he needs a since Aguero, they didn't have um, they didn't have a killer instinct up front, and you need that. Look, you're dead right, Tony. Like even at that level of Champions League to win, you need that. Somebody in front of goal that's guaranteed you're not that Haddon he'll get one six, he'd probably get six goals. Or imagine marking him, but but uh, yeah, you do a 100 percent. So that's, that's the issue. I think Tyrone are going to be a team to watch in the coming year. I think, ah, exactly. I, agree. I think yeah. some of those younger players of that those 20s team will be true, some of the other teams will be the, the players will be back and they will be they will be they will be tipping. We didn't also talk about the Galway final. Which yeah. is again a really attractive game by Cullen against Salt Hill. Salt Hill. Yeah. And, and the John O'Manny. Yeah. And and there's a there's it's really interesting what's happening 
and there's a there, we we are going to talk about this in another show in 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 a bigger like the the, the way teams are being organised in the country now and the growth of clubs kind of in the suburbs of towns and cities or in that in the donut area around them and and the manner in which um rural clubs are struggling like Corofin have clearly taken a step back and this story is 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 repeated all across all across the country and I'll give you an example we talked about the Mayo final Ballycastle a small village in Mayo won three county championships in the 30s the idea that Ballycastle which is a brilliant GA club I know people from there brilliant GA club but the idea that they can come and win again a Mayo senior football championship is gone yeah. And the fundamental structure of the GEA is creaking based on demographic shifts from country areas into towns and then on into cities around emigration and, and what happens. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in 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 another show. We're also gonna talk about the broadcasting deal in another show. We're gonna talk about um the next year's Clad Championship and the calendar of play that's coming but to finish up the Galway Championship the, the the Galway Senior Football Championship again a really serious a really serious prospect of of a match and a, and a, and a game worth travelling to Mike Cullen against Salt Hill Knocknacarra and ju- actually sorry just when you mentioned Mike Cullen there and I, I meant to mention it when we were talking about the All-Stars um, Sean Kelly was he do it, is he worth the shout I mean I'm just trying to think like Jason Foley had a good year with Kerry. Maybe there was an argument. Was there an argument last I don't week? think Galway could get six All-Stars. No. I don't did they get five? They did? did they get five. five. And, okay. Yeah. And I see. And, and, I don't mind, and, I'm not certain we should be basing it on a numbers game either. No, but no, they, we shouldn't. But we also, I wonder, I wonder, is this the first time that every All-Star came from a provincial champion? Only provincial champions got. That's all interesting. Stars. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. that, Paul. Yeah. I didn't. Actually, I, I think, yeah. to be honest with you, the Galway conversation is hugely uh, interesting, and exactly for the reason that I mentioned Tyrone and you you added there, Paul, as well. In terms of when you're looking at 2023, there's a very interesting uh, situation now with Galway next year. In terms of like driving on, is it a once-up surge? Have they have they stuff coming through? To actually, you know, maintain that push next year with Parag Joyce. Obviously, he's locked in for another year. Keen O'Neill is locked in. John Dibley. So you still have a very good, strong backroom team there. Um, I'd be very interested to see what Galway do uh, next year. I mean, does this mean now that we're going to be talking about Galway in Final Four for the next two, three, four years? I think they have two huge problems. The first is Kieran Malloy, who is understatedly brilliant for Galway last year, yeah. did his cruciate. And I think that's a huge problem for them. Number one. Number two, Liam Silk is gone to New Zealand or going to New Zealand to work as a doctor at least until April. And I, I, I would say that's a real lift, a real struggle for him to come back and play. Liam Silk's brilliant and fundamental to that team. And I think that you take the two of those out of that defence, that could really really cause problem paul conroy will be a year further on and the question is all all of those subs who were togged out for galway on all ireland sunday and they must have had 20 lads togged out for the photo before the game who trotted back over afterwards are there five or six of those who were going to push through and 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 to such an extent that they must be played 
and we don't have mm. we don't have the time I'd, I'd imagine to get into it today but the draw for the Connacht Championship next year is extremely yeah, totally lopsided common yeah. yeah. Mayo in the first game with and the winners playing Galway in a semi-final semi which means whoever comes through Roscommon Mayo is well hardened and yeah, ready yeah, for road yeah. playing Galway I think a week later and I suppose the other side of the draw is you have all the other counties, including London and New York, on the on the lower thing. One of them is going to get to the final, so one of them is going to be in the, in the All Ireland series. Uh, absolutely, which uh, absolutely, is, which is which, which is uh, something that is going to be quite interesting to watch. Also, by the way, in Leinster, the draws, and we'll come back to this again. Things the draw in Leinster puts Loud Westmead. Yeah. Offley, Longford, and Mead all on one side of the draw. One side, yeah. Up yeah, there yeah. and Dublin on the other side. Yeah. That yeah. leaves a huge gate open for yeah. someone for someone to to pile through. I think on balance you're looking at Munster uh it looks again back to the old traditional Cork V Kerry yeah. final, though you wouldn't bet on it, uh, depending on what Cork do. And and then you look north to the, and you said it earlier, Tony Davis, and you're absolutely right. The one serious championship yeah. is the Ulster Championship. It looks, yeah. it just looks magnificent next year. Again, the, the, imagine the Talton Cup with one of those top teams from the North in it. You know, yeah, yeah. But but what I will say is, Cavan were Cavan were Ulster champions two years ago, and yeah, Cavan yeah. didn't win the Talton Cup this year. Now I know Cavan had yeah. taken a step back, yeah. But yeah. so so I think at, at I think at that top end. Of division three and the bottom end of division two there's very yeah. little difference between the teams i, yeah, I, don't, I, want to, I don't want to steal uh paul's um constitutional right to ask the key questions but tony davis who wins the cork final on sunday i think the bars win the final i think they have a lot to, i they've improved an awful lot from 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 previously and all these kids that we spoke about earlier on they, they're real players they're top top players they'll play with cork at something either hurling or football and they're they'll they're going to be successful because they're top players and who'll they... win the Kerry final tony lean uh i would say east the, the day apparently they're going to get slightly luckier with the weather this time um which has been a massive leveler yeah. in some of these Kerry's yeah. other games it's going to be basically decent dry day mid Kerry are a good side but east Kerry just have too many just too many bullets in their chamber they really do they've um they're just too much quality um and they they'll win yeah i think east kerry will win kerry uh, but karen's or will represent kerry in monster that's the that's the other thing thank you to larry ryan for running this podcast to raf rocca to tony lean to everyone at examiner smart uh, a huge thanks to tony davis thank for, you guys for for yeah. for joining us today Bim International Award. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. It's going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Listen, Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.